0: Welcome to Christ the King. Please be seated. We are in a sermon series and uh, going through the books of First and 2 Timothy. Let me set the stage very briefly as we look at this passage from 2 Timothy. Uh, this is a moment of transition in the church. Uh, the uh, charismatic early leader of the church, the Apostle Paul, missionary, um, author of the majority of the New Testament, is in prison. Uh, it's a moment of real weakness and challenge for the church. And this is the Apostle's last letter. So soon after writing this letter, he will be martyred. Uh, and this is his job description, his passing of the baton to the younger, his younger protege, a pastor named Timothy. Timothy is uh, Timid, retiring, not quite up to the task. And in this letter, we see Timothy, or the Apostle Paul, describing the job description that Timothy will have to lead the church. Uh, And that's what we thought about last week. The letter, uh, the the passage last week, discussed or explored uh, the responsibilities that uh, Timothy would have. The responsibilities to guard the word, to keep the word, to proclaim the word. And here we look at uh, the characters that will be necessary. So think of this as a job description, right? You all probably have written job descriptions or looked at job descriptions to apply for a position. Each, each uh, job description will have responsibilities. The candidate will do X, Y, and Z. That's what we thought about last week. The candidate, Timothy, in order to do your job, you're gonna to need to do X, Y, and Z. You to need to guard and protect and proclaim God's word. And the next part of each uh, job description comes with characteristics. The ideal candidate is gonna have these types of characteristics. Uh, you know, They're gonna be a visionary leader. They're gonna be a charismatic, uh, able to set a vision. That's the type of things that we look for uh, are, that are likely in the uh, position descriptions that you are familiar with. And I just want us to note that as the Apostle Paul passes the baton from one generation to the next, the character trait, the desired character trait for the younger, uh, the younger pastor, Timothy, is none of the things that we might expect. Vision is great. Charisma is great. Uh, creativity is great, but those are none of the things that the apostle impresses upon Timothy in order for him to be able to fulfill his job. The one character trait that The Apostle Paul impresses upon Timothy. Timothy, here is the one character trait that you're going to need. It's the character trait of endurance. Timothy, in order to fulfill your job, in order to fulfill your ministry, you must have, you must possess the quality of endurance. Just take a look at the sermon notes that I've included for you in your uh, sermon leaflet. They're at the very end of, your, uh, end of your service leaflet. And this is just a sampling of some of the encouragement that you find in this letter, 2 Timothy, again, what are the characteristics you're going to need, Timothy, in order to fulfill your job? You need to, one, you need to share in suffering. You need to follow me as, as, as suffer as I do. That's the Apostle Paul referring to himself. You need to be strengthened, share in suffering again. You need to endure everything. But as for you, you are to continue. The inference there is you are to continue amongst hardship. Endurance. There it is. The one quality, assuming that... Timothy is a faithful follower of Jesus, assuming that he has the basic requirements. The one exceptional quality that he will need is the quality of endurance. And I just want to think with you for just a moment about that character trait of endurance. I'm, I'm not, I, I know we all know we need it. We're doing a parenting course in uh, education and formation. We sent out a survey uh, to the church, what are the character, what are the subjects that we should discuss and one of the subjects that all parents thought we needed to discuss was the subject of resilience, the ability to bounce back and I guess the assumption is we 're not doing a great job at teaching our kids we 're not building a very resilient a very tough uh, culture, people, et cetera. Uh, my co-teacher found this one quote. I won't do too much cultural criticism, but I thought this was pretty hilarious. Uh, this is from a New York Times uh, columnist a couple of year, years ago. This is her assessment of our parenting. She says this, with the possible exceptions of the imperial offspring of the Ming dynasty and the Dauphins or dauphines, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, the dauphines of pre-revolutionary France, contemporary American kids may represent the most indulged young people in the history of the world. Now that's just scathing. Endurance is not something that's generally prized. I think we probably know its value, I know its value. Uh, I won't brag on my kids too much, but my kids, four of my six kids run cross country and some of my prouder moments as a dad have come during moments th- seeing them race. Because I ran cross country and I know, I could be a cross country coach. Because here's what a cross country coach has to say. It's gonna hurt really bad, uh, it's gonna be really painful, but you just keep on plugging away. Like I. I don't know why cross-country coaches are paid. That's all you gotta say. Like, running is 90% just guts. Uh, There's this great runner, Priya Fontaine, who said, I don't run to see who's fastest, I run to see who has the most guts. And that's all it is. And this letter could be a cross-country coaching letter. Endure suffering, press on, continue, endure hardship. And that's the one quality I write in your notes that endurance is the key to maturity. And let me just unpack that a little bit. What I mean is that when a young person comes into the world, they know nothing of endurance. You know, some of you have young toddlers, they don't know anything about endurance. Something hurts, they stop. <laughs> Uh, There's nothing of delayed gratification. But as you and I mature, we begin to learn that there's no gain without some first pain. We begin to learn that we need to discipline our bodies, delay our gratifications. We need to, that's why I suggest that one of the keys to maturity, if not the key to maturity, is the ability to endure. And I think that's the one quality that the apostle impresses upon Timothy. In order to fulfill your ministry, you're going to need to press on when you feel like giving up. You're gonna to need to hold fast when all others have fallen away. You're gonna to need to endure. And that comes as courage, that comes as faithfulness, uh, that's expressed in many ways, but I think the, I'm just repeating myself now, but the, the quality of endurance. Why do we need the quality of endurance? And here I kind of repeat what I said last time. One of the reasons that we need the quality of endurance is because Life is hard from start to finish. Look at verse 13. Endurance is necessary because all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. I think most of us live with a mirage, with some sort of uh, utopic future out there that suggests that life will one day not be difficult, that following Christ will one day not be difficult, that your job will one day not be difficult, that parenting will one day not, that life, that, that it will be easy at some point in time. As a young clergy I served at a, a very successful uh, from worldly standards church. Um, a very effective and influential pastor and There was a group of young clergy that uh, served together, about three or four of us, and we sort of put this uh, older pastor on a pedestal. And one time, this older pastor pulled us aside, and he said, I just want to read some of the emails that I receive on a weekly basis. I want you to be familiar with some of the things that I encounter. And those emails went something like this. Dear John, I write to you to let you know that I was offended by your sermon last week. I found it unhelpful, uninspiring, and untrue. Dear John, my child is not being served by the ministries of the church, dear John. I don't like the music, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember all of us sitting around these three or four young clergy were just aghast because we had thought surely someone who has reached that level of worldly success It's finally done. Like we expected, I expected to receive those letters as a young clergy, but certainly there's a there's a mirage, there's a promised land out there when that will no longer be the case. And I think we all live with that mirage. But it's just not true. The apostle Paul is a case in point. He 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 worked, he strived, even in prison, he's he's doing the work of an evangelist. He writes that the gospel is not chained even while he's in prison. Like he never, there's a military phrase that my dad would uh, uh, pass on to me. He served in, in Vietnam and he would say, you know, sometimes the pack can drop. and What that means is that some people just kind of get to the end and they coast. Like the pack comes off the backpack and they just coast for the rest. And that was never a good thing for your pack to drop. And I just don't think that is a reasonable expectation for any of us that the pack will one day drop and that we can coast in any capacity of life. Your marriage will always be, I don't mean arduous, uh, like a, a painful struggle, but it will always require Work, the disciplines of the Christian life to rein in the desires of uh, the sinful nature. Our sinful nature will always require work. Uh, Dedication to your work, commitment to your grandkids, your uh, children will always require work. And I know I'm just repeating a little bit of what I said last time, but this is just to reinforce for us and the necessity of endurance. Why? Because anyone, everyone who desires to live a godly life will encounter it. They'll encounter the desire to want to quit. And so now I'm going to move to the third point. The question I want to consider is endurance is the key to maturity. Because hardship is a part of life. And I want to look at this letter and ask the question of, where do you get it? What are the resources that are available to you and me as followers of Jesus, as members of his church? What resources do you and I have to encourage our endurance? And I see three things, and I want to mention each one of them very briefly. Three things to help us endure when you feel like quitting. Number one, the calling of God. If you back up to chapter one, verse eight, you find this, don't be ashamed, it's very similar to what we read in this chapter that we, uh, we just were exploring. Don't be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, but share in the suffering, who uh, share in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God who saved us and called us to a Holy calling. That word holy calling. One of the things that help us endure, help us not to quit, is the assurance that you and I have been called. You've been called regardless of your ministry. You have been called by God into whatever your circumstances are not random. That God has placed you particularly in your circumstances. That there is nothing outside of his control. Back to this uh, anecdote of this older pastor receiving these fairly critical emails. The question that all of us young clergy had was, well, how do you, how do you continue? How do you just not give up? And uh, my mentor pushed his chair back and thought, well, and he said, we just have to come to the point where you know that you're called. Like this is what God has for you to do. And somehow that enables you to put up with all the, whatever that you and I encounter. I was speaking with a, a parishioner who works in the field of politics. And uh, this parishioner said, I think felt like quitting. They were frustrated by the tone of politics. They were frustrated by the seemingly intractable problems that don't seem to make any progress. And they just felt like quitting. And I understand jobs can change, but to quit and to give up entirely, on to think that civil uh, service in our civic affairs doesn't matter, that's quitting. And the calling of God reminds us that you are in your particular place uh, with your particular responsibilities. Uh, These are not random, but you have been called to them by God. If you felt like giving up on parenting or preaching or politics, calling reminds you that you are where you are, not by happenstance, but because of of the deliberate call of God. So that's the first thing that we have in order to encourage us to endure. Second thing that I see in this passage, what will help you endure when you feel like quitting? First, the calling of God. Second, the people of God. Look at our passage. Uh, Note how the apostle Paul, as he encourages Timothy to endure, to. I uh, put up with sufferings and hardships. He writes, you, however, you have followed my teaching, you have followed my conduct, you have followed my aim in life, my patience, my love, my steadfast, my persecutions, my sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, persecutions which I endured. In other words, the teaching is good because the teacher is good. All of the, the community life of a church is in, we 've emphasized that things like the men 's academy that we 've started this past Wednesday, small group Bible studies, we, we emphasize these things because none of us when we 're alone we 're weak we 're more tempted to quit when you 're alone. We need the inspiring fellowship of the people of God to keep us going that 's why Public worship is so important for us. It reminds you, don't quit. We need the connection to the broader church, to, 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 to the local church. We need the connection to the broader historic church. We should take inspiration for some of the saints of God that are part of our history. Uh, saints like Athanasius, do you know him? I've referenced him before. He stood, he, he like Timothy, had courage. He. Continued when all others fell away. And there's one great story when Athanasius is standing for the, the, the faith once delivered. And uh, someone approached him and said, Athanasius, the whole world is against you. To which Athanasius responded, that I am against the whole world. The inspiration that comes from the people of God helps you and I endure. So, the first point is we need the church to inspire us. The second point, and this is something I've thought about as I've gotten a little bit older, we need to be a church that inspires. Throughout the Bible, you, you find this thread of the faithful people of God begin to have a sense of responsibility for the generation that comes behind them. Don't let me betray the generations, says the psalm. So two thoughts for us on that subject, to be, uh, to be connected to the church. Um, excuse me, let me uh, summarize uh, th- those two points. We need the church for inspiration, and, f- and further, we need to be a church that inspires. So two areas, two things that can help us endure, the calling of God, the people of God, third and finally, the word of God. But as for you, you continue in what you have learned and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. The word of God to inspire you. Another resource to help you endure when you feel like quitting. Take, again, take a look again at verse 11. Uh, Take a look at how that verse concludes. The persecutions which I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. That last passage, yet from them all the Lord rescued me, that's actually a quote. It's a quote from the Psalms. The author, the Apostle Paul, is drawing on his biblical knowledge. Uh, Psalm 33, verse 20, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, yet the Lord will rescue me from them all. Psalm 33, verse 18, The righteous cry out, and the Lord will deliver them from all their afflictions. You see, the apostle Paul is informed by the word of God to guide him. Where does he come up with the idea that persecutions will come, but joy comes in the morning. He is someone who has been guided by the word of God. It's one of the great themes of the Bible. The Lord will rescue the righteous. It's true in Abraham's life. It's true in David's life. true in Moses' life. Most of all, it's true in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I see those three resources to help young Timothy endure in his calling. Timothy, in order for you to fulfill your ministry, it's just gonna take endurance. But Timothy, you're not alone. You've been called by God, believe it. Timothy, you're surrounded by the people of God. Timothy, rely on the word of God. And so for each of us that may feel like quitting, uh, quitting a marriage or cutting a corner or quitting in any area of life, I just wanna offer this encouragement to remember you are called by God, to remember you are surrounded by the people of God and that you can be guided by the word of God The person who does those things will eventually grow to be a mature man or woman of God. Someone who can endure. Someone who, at the end of their life, can say, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And now there is a crown of glory waiting for me. And that is a subject for next week. Please rise.